Hello, beloved. Welcome to this uh, podcast where we are looking at Bible prophecy, uh, things that we need to know, but with specific reference, I think, to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, where we read, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Now, we can go around and just expose works of darkness, things that are happening uh, in secret, that people are doing in secret, you know, secret sins, things that, that people are involved in. And we can spend our days and nights just talking about those things, exposing those things. But I think what is meant by the Apostle Paul when he speaks to the Ephesians is when we expose it, we expose it by using the truth, if you hear what I'm saying, which means we need to be able to take what is happening things that are happening in the darkness, uh, we are not part of it. We don't take part of it. We don't want to be part of it because it's evil, it's wicked, it's dark. All right. So what we do is instead of partaking of these dark, evil things, we rather expose it, which means we bring it into the open. We reveal the darkness of it. So at the end of the day, when we do that, when we reveal the darkness of these things, then what happens is it is exposed to such an extent that it basically loses its power in a sense because it is revealed or it was exposed by the truth. All right. Now, what I would like to share with you is actually a very disturbing. It's a disturbing article, but I think it's important for us to... to, to Take one of these articles and, and just lay the foundation from Scripture on why things like this happens on earth. All right, now, for example, this, this article says that a man that was dressed as a monk, uh, he um, tortured and killed 190 young boys. Now, the article says that a sick, a sick uh, predator... Dressed as a monk, he lured young boys with money and with gifts, and then he would do sexual exploitation, and he would torture them, and it would take quite a while, but he would actually torture them uh, to death. I don't even want to name this man, because I don't want to give credit to, to him. I hope that in the meantime, he came to faith in Christ, but that's not reported. Um, what is well, what is definitely reported is that uh, he might be walking free not very long from now. But anyway, his nickname was the Beast, and um, it was because he had the highest number of victims among serial killers in the world. All right. So, what happened was he kept a they call it a tally of most of his hundred ninety victims in in a they call it a battered little notebook. Uh, and that he, this he did over a period of five years. Now, apparently what happened was he fell asleep and uh, I think he had a cigarette or something in his hand and then the felt caught fire and he burned himself and he left behind his money and his burned glasses and his shorts and his shoes and his underwear. And then what detectives did was they started, um, how can I say, suspecting this man called the beast uh, and he um, and they contacted his girlfriend and she hadn't seen him for months 
And she basically returned, uh, turned over to the police, to these detectives' uh, black suitcase that he left behind with her. And it contained pictures of these young boys uh, and the journals. And um, yeah, it, it, it is, it, this is sick. This is really, really sick. But beloved, this is the, this is the nature of human beings if they are or if they go unchecked. If the Holy Spirit does not come and dwell within a person and basically not just activates the, the, Holy, uh, the, the conscience of a person because uh, everybody has a conscience. Everybody understands the difference between right and wrong. Okay, because that is been given to us, unfortunately, by our our father Adam and our mother Eve. You remember when they when they sinned, disobeyed God, okay, and they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. From that moment on, they had the ability to discern between what is right and what is wrong. And in our let's say in our context, we talk about us as human beings having a conscience. So our conscience basically leads us, but we can sear our conscience. We can uh, get, how can I say, suppress our conscience to to such a, a place where it, it doesn't function anymore. And we can be a sociopath where we don't have any feelings. Uh, we don't care about what's right and wrong. We just do whatever we want to whenever we want to do it. Now this man that they identify as the beast or they called the beast, this man had a conscience that was seared. His conscience was dead. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to do this to, to uh, young boys. All right. um, they, they were between the age, I can't remember, they were young up to the age about 16. Th th those were the ages of the young boys that he was involved in. It was interesting that he dressed himself as a monk. Now, I don't believe that monks... You know, those were dressed like, they, they're not Christian, they're Catholic, but they're not Christian. And their doctrine is not the doctrine that we have. But I mean, just to, to dress as a monk and then to do this to children uh, just tells you that this man had a completely perverted mind. His mind was, was, was beyond sick. This man was dead in his trespasses and his sins. Okay, so... He was sentenced to jail and they have now reduced the maximum jail sentence to 40 years. So if he had life, which was, let's say, uh, as long as it takes until the person dies, then now it is 40 years after he uh, committed the crime and he was sentenced, he can now walk free. Uh, but the question is, is he really free? And the answer is no. For as long as he lives... If he has not received forgiveness from the Almighty God, he's not free. You see, freedom, true freedom, is only to be found when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we um, confess our sin, okay, and we repent of our sin, we turn away from our sin, and we receive forgiveness and reconciliation with God, and our hearts that are so dirty is replaced with a heart that is pure and clean before the Almighty God. And then when we do sin, we come to the Lord, we confess and we, we ask Him for forgiveness. We repent of those sin, we turn away from it, and we are clean. 
And actually, First uh, John tells us that the blood of Jesus Christ, if we are in Christ, continuously cleanses us from all of our sin. It's as if the blood of Christ Jesus just continues to cleanse us. That's why we can have a, a clean, pure conscience before God. Once we have confessed our sin that the Holy Spirit has showed us, then our conscience is clear. All right, but I would like to share a passage of Scripture with you where Jesus himself um, speaks about the heart of someone, what happens deep down in the heart of someone. Uh, You remember when Jesus was busy with his earthly ministry, many times he would run into the religious leaders of the day and they would criticize him and they would criticize his disciples. And at one specific stage, they criticized his disciples that they did not wash their hands before eating because this was a a tradition. Uh, It was a tradition that came from years and years and years back, which meant for these religious leaders, it, it meant that the disciples did not respect the traditions of their forefathers. So Jesus comes and he answers. What he does is he says, it says to us in Matthew chapter 15, we're going to read from verse 10. He says, when he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand. So he talks to the multitude, doesn't talk to the religious leaders. He speaks to the, the multitude because he wanted them to hear the truth, to, to understand what was going on. Verse 11 says, um, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man. But what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. So not what you eat or whether you eat with dirty hands. And if in those days, if you ate with dirty hands and you didn't cleanse yourself, didn't wash your hands, you know, ritually, it meant that you had unclean hands. And if you touch something, you're going to eat it. That whatever you're eating is ritually unclean. All right. So you are basically eating something that's unclean. All right. So Jesus says what goes into the mouth doesn't defile a man. That doesn't make you dirty. It doesn't make you unclean. But what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. So this is very interesting. This is a saying or a a parable that Jesus is sharing. And he says what comes out of the mouth defiles a man. That makes a person dirty. That which comes out of the mouth, not what goes into the mouth. Now verse 12 says, Then his disciples came to him and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? Um, Yep, the Pharisees would have been offended because they wanted Jesus to acknowledge the traditions of the forefathers. Uh, They wanted him to, to basically repent of what he was doing and follow the traditions because if he started following the traditions, they would have a hold um, on him. But when Jesus speaks, he was speaking godly wisdom. He was speaking wisdom from above because they couldn't refute what he said. Now, verse 13 says, but he answered and said, now speaking to his disciples, he says to them, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. And here he's speaking about the religious leaders. Those who have not been planted by the father, those who have not been called and put in place by God the Father, those will be uprooted. And these Pharisees, obviously, and Sadducees and scribes, those who were part of this religious system, these religious leaders following the traditions of men, rather than being obedient to God, all of them, God didn't plant them. They were not placed uh, into, um, let's say, uh, into into 
the religion of Israel by God the Father. No, they work their way into the system. Verse 14, let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. So don't worry about these people. Because they're blind. They're spiritually blind. And they're leading people who are blind. They're supposed to bring the, the truth to them. They were supposed to bring the, 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 the glory of God to them. Explain God to them. And explain the Old Testament. So that people could hear what the, what the Bible had to say. And at the end of the day. Or the Old Testament had to say. And be blessed by it. So that their eyes could open up. And they could see the truth. So then Peter answered and said to Jesus. Explain this parable to us. And then Jesus said to him in verse 16. Are you also still without understanding? Don't you understand? This is simple. This is very, very easy to understand. So in verse 17, Jesus says the following. He says, Do you, uh, do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? Which means food just goes in the top and it comes out the bottom. But then Jesus continues in verse 18 and he says, But... Those things which proceed out of the mouth comes from the heart and they defile a person. They defile a man. What is Jesus speaking about? No, those things which are in the heart of a person, that means in the, the deepest, most innermost part of a person's life that is seated in the, in the center of a person. Those are the things that come out of the mouth. So if that which is inside is wicked and it's evil and it's sinful and it is, it is not God glorifying. Those things that come out, blasphemy and all those kind of things. If those things come out of, the, out of the heart of a person, deep out of the soul of a person, those things will defile, make that person unclean because those things are sinful. But what goes into your mouth goes into your stomach and then goes out of your body. It cannot defile you. But... Those things that are inside that are wicked and evil and, and unforgiven, those things that has not been um, handled by, by God in a person's life, those things can make a person un, uh, um, unworthy, unholy, um, dark, how can I say, um, yeah, unclean. In verse 19, Jesus says, For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, or false witness, blasphemies. You see, these are the things that defile a person. Now, did you hear this one? Out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. So whenever somebody thinks evil of somebody else and they speak evil of somebody else or they, they, they blaspheme God or they say evil things about God or they say evil things about God's people or the, the, their thoughts are evil in the sense that they speak things that are um, unworthy of, of speech, then it proceeds from the heart. It comes from within. And because those evil things are so deeply rooted within that person, when it comes out of the person mouth, you, person's mouth, you can actually see what that person's heart looks like. But it's not just evil thoughts. He says also murders. And this is where this man that dressed himself like a monk, that's where he comes in, the, this beast. The murders that he committed came out of the heart. Jesus obviously said to us um, that you shall not call your brother, you know, Raka, you idiot. 
or certain things like that. It's not just committing the physical murder, but what happens within you. You can get so cross that you wish that somebody would be dead or you wish it upon somebody. Jesus says, if you're a part of the kingdom of God, that becomes your principle. The principle is not killing, physically killing somebody. The principle is if you think you want to kill somebody, if that is in your heart and the hatred and everything is in your heart and not not unf- and not forgiveness, then you've actually murdered that person. You, you are actually guilty of murder because inside of yourself, you have murdered the person. Actually, what you've shown is you've shown that your heart is so evil and evil. A person with the evil heart cannot inherit the, inherit the kingdom of God. A person with the evil heart cannot enter the kingdom. It cannot enter into heaven. It cannot enter into the presence of the almighty God. Right, so when you see evil thoughts or evil words come out of a person's mouth, if you hear that person hates other people, and we are seeing it in this conflict that we see between Russia and, and Ukraine, we see it in the, uh, the, the, the battle between Israel and uh, Hamas, and now Israel against Lebanon, and Israel against Syria, and, and, and Israel against Iran, and you listen to how people speak. And, and you hear them say, for example, in, in uh, Australia, they said, gas the Jews. And, and what the kind of words are that comes out of people, people's mouths, uh, destroy them, kill these people, kill those people, hurt these people, hurt those people, all these kind of things. Those are all things that proceed from the heart. It tells you that there's something desperately wrong with that person. And... Because that person has it in his heart or her heart, and those things come out of the mouth, it actually shows you that God's judgment is already upon that person. Just the fact that that person can utter those kind of words and utter those kind of thoughts and, and make put it into words, um, that already shows that that person is under God's judgment. And that person will not inherit God's kingdom, cannot. Because those, the, the heart that is evil and sinful and wicked has to be cleansed by the blood of Christ. Has to be washed clean. Alright. So you've got evil thoughts. You've got murders. You've got adulteries. You've got fornication, which means sex out of marriage. Now, and all kinds of sexual conduct, uh, which this man also committed towards those children. And when it comes to theft, stealing what doesn't belong to you. Or false witness, which includes lies. Or just blasphemy, hatred towards that which is pure and clean and beautiful. When you blaspheme something that is divine, those things come out of the mouth. And when it comes out of the mouth, it shows you what that person's heart looks like. And that person's heart that looks like that are judged by God. And the judgment is eternal damnation. But, praise God, if a person is forgiven... That person's heart is changed. The heart of, of, of stone is taken out. This heart that brings forth evil thoughts and murders and adultery and fornication and theft and false witnesses, lying and blasphemy. That heart is replaced by a heart of flesh. And now what proceeds is worship and praise to God, speaking beautiful things about God's creation, um, loving my neighbor as I love myself. All those kind of things comes from the heart. Because that heart has been regenerated. That heart has been changed from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. And that happens because of faith in Jesus Christ. When I put my trust and my faith in Jesus Christ, I repent of my sin. 
it is because God has given me the gift of regeneration. He has made me born again. He has turned my or changed my heart from a heart of stone to a heart of of flesh. And that's why I can now think differently. I can now speak differently. The things that comes out from inside is now driven by the Holy Spirit rather than driven by my old nature which cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But because I'm born again, I can now see the kingdom of God. I can enter the uh, the kingdom of God. So verse 20, Jesus says, These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Well, beloved, it's so beautiful. So what I want to share with you is, if we talk about the works of darkness, Yes, there are definitely serious works of darkness that has been committed worldwide. And this beast man, this man is called a beast, no different. What he was doing is evil. Evil to its core. But it came from his heart. It didn't just come out of his mouth, but it came out in his actions. But we need to, we who are born again, the opposite will happen to us. What will come out of our hearts will be glory to God, bringing Him praise, loving His people, loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. As I said before, if somebody turns, uh, hits me on my one cheek, I turn the other. If they force me to walk one mile, I walk two. If they take, uh, if they take me to court to take my, my undercloak, I give them my top cloak as well. All those kind of things. If they need something, I give it to them. If they want something, I give it. Because we are completely different. Beloved, and, and this is so important. So if we expose the unfruitful works of darkness, when we expose it and bring it into the light, it is brought into the light by God's word that shows us how we are actually supposed to live. What should actually be our conduct? Because we are now children of God, in the kingdom of God, living to the glory of God. All right, that's what I wanted to share with you. May The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May give you his peace. Uh, God willing, until next time, when we continue to look at what we need to know, exposing the works of darkness, the unfruitful works of darkness, uh, and exposing them, bringing them into the light. God willing, until next time. Bye-bye.